We can make that happen. All right. Are we Podcast here? Podcast again. Yep. Man, so good. <clears throat> Are you confident that you want to keep keep doing this? I'm having fun with it. I am too. Editing is a challenge, just getting the time to do it, but I think we might have that uh, ironed out here pretty soon. We've got that potential. We've got a yeah. guy who's going to see if he can edit those podcasts for us, and I'm sure that it's not difficult. It's just adding that extra thing to your plate mm-hmm. that wasn't there before that's challenging to get there. So we'll see. We This is number what? Five, I think. I think it's five. Yeah, maybe. I think it's we've got a yeah. got an intro, and I think we have. I think we have. I think this is this will be the fifth one. Yeah. And we've only released one. Right. So <laughs> release four right out right, real quick. That's right. We will. <laughs> we will. One long space of time. Two, three, four, five. <laughs> and then we'll then we'll be in the. But I think we're ahead of the game in a way because we're consistently meeting. Right. Right. We're 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 making content. We've um, we've kind of, without realizing it, have adopted the Netflix model where we just release an entire season at once. That's true. <laughs> That's it. So you can binge. Right. There you go. <laughs> can binge our Gun Club podcast. <laughs> That's good. Well, we 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 realize that um, we haven't done much gun talking. No, there's been so much stuff going on in the political world that it just kind of overtakes everything else we talk about i mean we kind of have it in, in passing yeah but um let's do that today talk about guns let's do it today I, by the way i don't regret mm-hmm. what we've talked about um and it, it, it because it needs to be talked about those things need to be talked and the time of year this is uh 2020 and it's november right and it's an election year so it was pertinent i i you know, in a way, perhaps we would um, be neglectful if we haven't talked about the things we've talked Little about. Little did we realize the term election year became a lot more literal. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It's really going to go into two years. <laughs> yep. Right? Is there, Josh, is there a deadline? Does, does the Supreme Court, will the Supreme Court say, all right, we've had enough? Well, uh, the actual vote that's cast by the Electoral College is in December. So there is a hard deadline there, and there's a, then there's a hard deadline when the new president is inaugurated, uh, which is January 20th. Okay. So um, that's why there's uh, so much uh, effort being put into this right now, because we have to get an answer and nail all these things down okay. fairly quickly. It's, it's not something that can stretch out over okay. the course of several years or whatever. Okay. So, I mean, that's good. And that's not unprecedented, I think. I think, was it... Um there was another. This situation was Gore uh, called president-elect, but he never was president. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a couple times in history where where something like this has happened. Okay. Um, now the circumstances of each are always different, so there's right. there's always something new about each of them, um, and and what we're seeing now is no different. But um, there there are. Um, uh, there, there is a, a legal system put in place to deal with this, and that's what's being, you know, it, it, once you subtract all of the politics and all of the, you know, anger and all this stuff on either right. side, and you look at just the information by itself, we're doing what's supposed to be done. We're exploring the legal options and all that stuff, and okay. someone's going to be elected president. Okay. Okay. Well, it's going to happen, and I know we... I, Again, I don't regret talking about these things. We will talk about guns here in a second, but it, it, it's a the atmosphere right now. Uh, in FYI, we record in a church in my office. Um, in the atmosphere in the church and outside of the church. Granted, we are in a military town, and probably most people are uh, have R's next to their names, and they, they probably vote Republican, but it is different. The atmosphere to me is, is um, I don't know what it's called, but it's thick. Mm-hmm. It's uh, anticipation. I, I won't really call it that. For me personally, it's more like it's more like doom. I mean, I've, <laughs> and I don't, I don't really mean that, Josh. But it is. It's. I feel a weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do. I feel that that weight, and it, it's slowly lifting. And it really, honestly, it's not win or loss. That's not what it is. It's truly not. 
I'm just going to say straight out what it is, Josh. It's a matter of life. It, it, it's, it's how our society, how the, the majority of people are viewing the value of life. That's, I can't say anything else. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's to, to know that that might be changing or maybe I'm just seeing it in a different way now. It's a, man, that was way heavy on you if you think right. about it too much. It will. Yep. And, uh, you know, people say that, you know, you can't be a single issue voter or anything like that, but I don't really see the, the issue of, you know, how we approach the value of life as a single issue. It's, it's a, it's not a single issue. It's a fundamental issue right. uh, because well that's the foundation of pretty much everything else right. Right. Um, in, in society, you know, in, in, in our ideals, just as Americans, all stem from the fact that we're created in the image of God, that life begins before birth. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny when you look, look at the Declaration of Independence, it says, you know, endowed by our Creator. Right. And we knew what, we know what the founders were talking about. They were mm-hmm. talking about God, the Creator. But even if you take that identity away from it and look at it purely as a secular, uh, through a secular lens, who is the creator of life? It's the two parents. Mm-hmm. And by virtue of the fact that two parents created a life, that life has been endowed or, right. you know, uh, given certain inalienable rights. Right. Um, so I don't see... You know, there there's certain things that are considered American ideals, or Western ideals, things like that, right. and I think that has to be one of them because whether you want to say that you're created by God, you're created by your two parents. As an American, you know, our founding document says that 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 creative act brings with it certain rights, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that's not not just worth defending but is so fundamental to everything else that our government has been uh, based on that our freedoms and our liberties have been based on that isn't a single voter issue it's a fundamental voting issue i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more and i i'll go so far as say it i'll be proud for somebody to call me a single voter issue if that if that's what you think, that's how important it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the life issue. Um, it doesn't bother me a bit if I'm known as, as that. I just can't get past that. That's always the first thing that I mm-hmm. that, that I look at. I was talking to my brother the other day, and we, and he was telling us about um, some of the details about the um, the ways gun laws could change uh, with the new administration. And I found myself, and I ended up in this conversation um, voicing this, I found myself not caring. Mm-hmm. You know, usually I would. I, I, that would be the primary, one of the primary issues. And, 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 and he was talking, he was right. Everything he said, I, I believe, could happen. And, and, I, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't, I don't really care about that right now. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not anywhere near the front of my mind. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he agreed um, but it, it's just so I would give up every one of those those rights if we could f- forever change the the way that the United States and the whole world looked at the value of life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, I would in, in, a, in, a, in a heartbeat. But anyway, in a heartbeat. <laughs> Get it? Okay. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right, Josh. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what we talked about for the last two weeks in Gun Club. Okay. All right. On Wednesday night, 630, Marcus Point Baptist Church, we talked about everyday carry, EDC, if you're not familiar with that. EDC is every everyday carry. And everyday carry can certainly, not can, it does mean different things for men and for women, right? Right. Now, we're pretty good friends. And I'm pretty sure you don't wear dresses. I don't wear dresses, right? I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, not, not every day. I, I'm sitting here shaking my head, try, remembering people on, on that are listening can't see me shake my head no. So no, I do not. <laughs> Emphatically. <laughs> we dress differently. Men and women dress differently. No, right. No, no doubt about it. And 
uh, as a man, we can hide a gun pretty good. You know, we wear um, Tommy Bahama shirts or whatever it is, you know, that's, that's, uh, uh, that's a little bit big. And it's, just, it's more acceptable. It's different for women. It's more difficult for women. However... My wife and I have this conversation a lot about right? uh, form over function. Right. right. Uh, guys tend to prioritize function. Yes. Or as uh, you know, women tend to um, prioritize form. You know, does it look cute? Well, then you know, I can wear it. Then we, <laughs> then we can make it happen. That's why when we were you know in the gun <laughs> club two weeks ago when we were talking about you know the the baggy Hawaiian shirts and the yeah, yeah. you know the techie vests and all this stuff yeah. like that were you know all the guys are like oh yeah I can see that you know. <laughs> I don't think there is, you know, a girl in the class is like, oh, yeah, I would totally wear a baggy Hawaiian so shirt, right. you know? <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. And by the way, I'm glad you brought that to my attention. <laughs> I am very glad you brought that to my attention. And the, and the next week, which was yesterday, um, we did all women's, mm-hmm. all women's stuff. So uh, I was glad to see that there is more of an effort being put towards everyday carry for women mm-hmm. much more so than there used to be or perhaps i just haven't paid attention to it i don't know but from the feedback that i'm getting that we're getting from um women in the gun club in class uh, they're learning just as much as we are about mm-hmm. the possibilities of of uh everyday carry so um let's talk a little bit about some youtube channels that can educate us on uh, on everyday carry. First, for for men, we've got three um, we've got three YouTube channels I, I would uh, like for y'all to check out. One of them is called Sensible Survival. Sensible Prepper. Sensible. Where is it? What's that? Yes, yeah, Sensible Prepper. Okay. Right. Like, thank you, Josh. <clears throat> One's called Sensible Prepper. And it is, uh, I, this channel has a lot of uh, videos. How many videos? It has a bunch of videos about a lot of different things that has to do with uh, guns and um, prepping and that type of thing. But there is, uh, there's, there's one video particularly that he does in Everyday Carry. And this is a guy, Josh, that we watched. It was the first video last week. He had about four pounds of stuff that he has in his pockets. Yes. Knives, of course, a gun on his holster. He's got a big wall. Well, he's got a small wallet, but he's he's just got a bunch of. He laid it all out on a plate, and it was right. pretty big, right? Uh, so we're not saying that you need to carry all the stuff that uh, a prepper would carry. How, what do you carry? What do I carry? Mm-hmm. I carry one or two knives. I carry a right now. It's a Glock twenty seven. Um, sometimes it's a Glock 34 uh, I've carried in some uh, in a regular rotation Remington 380 which um, it's not it's not it, it, I don't think anybody has ever said Remington uh, 380 whenever the question is what's your favorite gun right you know it just isn't however I've learned to shoot it you could put it. You could put it anywhere, and it's concealed. Right. So that's that's why I carry carry that one. Um, the knife. Now, I I would leave behind my knife before I left behind my sidearm. However, as soon as I leave without my knife, five minutes later, I need I need a knife for some reason to yep. pick something out or to to do whatever. What about yourself? What do you carry, Josh? Um, so I, I usually have the, uh, I always have a pocket knife on me. I've had yeah. a pocket knife on me since I was probably about nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, as far as my concealed carry, um, the, the one I carry the most is the Ruger LCP, just because like you said, mm-hmm. you can conceal it anywhere. Yep. And, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about upgrading to a, um, a P365, the six hour, yep. um, I have the BB gun version of it to yep. kind of test out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it passed the test. I like it. It, it does. Yep. Uh, I do like it a lot. But um, uh, additionally, you know, the the usual, my phone, my wallet, stuff yep. like that. But mm-hmm. as far as, and I always have a ballpoint pin mm-hmm. uh, clipped to my watch band. Right. And <laughs> that's your signature, um, by the way. Yes, yeah, that's my that signature, signature. signature style there. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, that's that's about it. There you go. That, uh, that gets me through about you know ninety five percent of the situations right? I need to be in. And you were you your your phone is really big because you do a lot of work on your phone, mm-hmm. right? A lot of yep. communication, and I guess you do some graph work graphic work on there also. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome, and it's a big phone. You gotta you gotta. You gotta intentionally carry it. Yeah, I take I, all my engineering notes on it, do plan write-ups and stuff like that. It's bigger. Is it? A, it's a note, right? Uh, Samsung Galaxy Ultra Twenty. I don't know. I don't think it's an. Is it an? I think it's a Note. Galaxy Note Twenty. Yeah, that's it. That's what. It's big. Yeah. It's a big phone. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, same here. I carry a, a, a phone. Um, a phone Eleven uh, Plus. It's a big phone for me. Uh, wedding ring. Now it's a plastic rubber mm-hmm. wedding ring, um, which I think is wonderful. But buy six of them because you're going to lose them. Right. Uh, this is. I'm surprised I haven't lost this one yet. <laughs> Wash your hands. It comes off and it's in the trash can. I'm on a lot of construction sites, and so I don't. I don't usually wear any jewelry, but my wedding rings are on my keychain. Uh, I say wedding rings. Uh, that's kind of a misnomer. Um, <laughs> I, I made. I made uh, my my wife's wedding ring out of silver quarters did you so our wedding rings only cost 50 cents <laughs> nice for the thing but um nice. uh, when i was in high school it, it's something my dad did uh, okay you know with he, he and his wife right uh, my mom <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> his wife, right which is my mom <laughs> right and he taught me how to how to make them when i was in high school okay and so uh the reason i say wedding rings is because I have the prototype I made uh, oh, also on my keychain okay. that was made out of a Mexican peso. How about so. that? <laughs> wow. You're, were you trying to see how, how cheap you could make <laughs> No. Start with just, a peso. That, just, that was... Uh, I, I needed a coin that was the same metal all the way through, and so there you, go. Uh, you know our, our wedding rings are made out of the old silver quarters. Oh, And so I cool. used the Mexican peso because even though it had that... Um, had that center portion that could punch out mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the outside portion that the ring was made out of was solid excellent excellent so, uh, got I don't be, know how we got onto this subject who knows <laughs> yeah, you know we'll talk about six seven things before we that's okay that's part of the podcast so I can still carry my wedding ring and uh, <laughs> both of them right it's just like your your dad's wife right wearing. <laughs> Okay. All right. Anyway, check out check out that station, that channel. Um, again, it's um, what's the name of it? Oh, Sensible Prepper. Sensible Prepper. All right. That's the first one. Second one is called Warrior Poet Society. Now, this one, this one is my brother's favorite. This guy, uh, my brother Philip, is a, a military veteran, war hero, uh, and he um, he gravitates towards. Um, other military people in uh, special ops. He was a special op guy. Uh, and uh, this guy, John Lovell, I think, John Lovell, uh, was a special ops guy. And uh, Warrior Poet Society is his channel. He does a video on Everyday, um, Everyday Carry, but he also does a lot of other videos. Um, Josh, I think he's the kind of guy who could sit in here with us and have a, a, a two-hour-long conversation um, about the things that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you spent much time? Have you seen him at all? Other I than, okay, you would really like it. I, I guarantee you. He he did one video that here recently that sum that sums up his thoughts on the last couple of months mm-hmm. about how things are changing, and he he uh, he articulates his thoughts very well. Um, it's very masculine and um, uh, very clear. So check check his his uh, very poetic, very poetic, <laughs> very poet. poet society. Man, we are on fire today, aren't we? <laughs> we are making it happen. Okay, so that's number two. Number three is alpha male. Now this is nowhere near a gun channel. Nowhere near a prepper channel. It's nowhere near. Um, anything to do with anything other than being a man in uh, not metrosexual, but this guy teaches men how to take care of their skin. Maybe it is. I don't know what I don't know what it's called. Anyway, take care of the skin, what to wear, how to talk to people, how to have conversations, and. He actually does um, an everyday carry where he shows a gun that he's carrying. Also, not part of his not part of his podcast, 
but uh, one of the pit, wherever the picture is, you'll see on here. Just just uh, search EDC um, Alpha Male, and he'll have his uh, his stuff that he carries. In I one scroll. Of them. I saw you scroll past one that said hair hacks. <laughs> it, <laughs> that well, is my hair hack. I hack away my hair. You hack away your hair. You you've got the short hair today, buddy. That's for sure. That is for sure. I'll read some of the um, some of the titles of his videos. Let's see. Um, Ten easy ways to be better looking. The only five shoe, the only five shoes a stylist or stylish man needs in his wardrobe. Short to wearing something or another. Uh, five short wearing rules all men should follow. Seven men's style trends that never go out of fashion. That type of thing. So talks about posture, how to cut your own hair. Uh, ten tattoo don'ts. EDC, etc. So anyway, uh, check that one out. Uh, he's he's funny. Let me put it that way. You watch him; he's funny. Uh, he's very energetic every day. This is what he does for a living. Um, he does. He makes a video every day. Uh, he's kind of an open book on his channel. I I, I appreciate watching. Six point two million subscribers says something. All right, so let's transition over. Josh, any thoughts on what we've talked about so far? Nope. I'll check him out. Very good. All right, let's transition over to Everyday Carry for Women, three YouTube channels. Now, these are, how can I describe? Uh, there's, there's G channels, there's PG channels, and there are R channels. That's totally my rating. I think everybody can relate to, to those ratings. Um, and I think these three represent... All three of those ratings. That's that's all I really know to say. However, I'll say this: all of them have really good content. They know what they're talking about. They, uh, I've uh, of what I've watched. Um, <laughs> sorry, dig that hole. I, I know dig it, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it's educational. I really. <laughs> I watch for the articles, Josh. <laughs> we are gonna We're going to get in so much trouble for this episode. <laughs> it's, um, okay, the first one is called Style Me Tactical. Uh, I, I simply can't go into any detail about these. This is why I, your office is dark, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Nobody knows where I am in this church. I'm by myself. Um, I, I can't go into any detail about these, so I actually don't know anything about them. Um, I watched like 30 seconds of this video. Um, again, it's called Style Me Tactical. 1.49 thousand subscribers. Uh, where style and self-reliance coexist. That's her motto. All right. Some of her titles are Embracing Situational Awareness. Beautiful. Great. Summer Concealed Carry Outfits. Outfits. We should have. We should right. start talking about our outfits. That goes right back to what I was saying earlier. You know, guys, we don't think about this stuff. Outf outfit. <laughs> and girls are like, you know, a concealed carry outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, I love your outfit. It's a lot like the one you had on yesterday. Yep. yep. <laughs> T-shirt, jeans. What I had that didn't require ironing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my favorite outfit. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Concealed carry. Oh, that's, that's a whole whole uh, slew of them. Concealed carry outfits. Um, Dynamis, D-Y-N-A-M-I-S, Dynamis Alliance Women's Course, NRA, um, Carry Guard, big difference. Anyway, okay. Obviously, she, every one of these uh, these channels that we're talking about are professional channels. This is what they do for, for a living. So they spend a lot of time, produ production value is extremely high. A lot like our podcast, right? Josh. That's polished. right. Very much polished in in, uh, in in practice. We we practice a lot. Every every two minutes before we start, <laughs> like clockwork, man. Okay. Uh, what was the one you showed last night in Gun Club? That was, I think, this next one. Oh, okay. She equips herself. No, 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 no. I did not show that one. That's the one that I didn't show. Um, but let me go to that one first. She equips herself is um, 
that, that's what that's what the name of it is. She equips herself. Fifty two point six k subscribers. Um, she let's see. Some of her videos are called Target Shooting versus Self Defense Training. That's a, that's a great that's a great title. Um, Fall concealed carry wardrobe essentials. Why women should carry guns. Going to the range alone as a woman. These are great topics. Mm-hmm. These are w- great topics. She has her boyfriend um, with her in some of these. Um, she has her dog in there some of these. She goes bow hunting, um, Lake Champlain fishing trip. Um, so uh, the content is, is, is fantastic. It is. Quarantine. She's talking about quarantine. She talks about everyday carry in here somewhere in one of these videos. All, all of these stations, you just have to... Um, Go to the station and search for everyday carry. So there's that one. Um, and what I showed last night, Josh, I think was Style Me Tactical. Was there something on there that, that caught your eye? Nope. <laughs> that was totally set you up, man. <laughs> we, <laughs> nope. No comment. <laughs> I didn't even notice you played it. <laughs> Sorry, we will not put that in there. Um, okay, so yeah, that was it. That was the one. We only watched like half of it, a little bit over half right. of it. <clears throat> because I can't show a video and just let it go through. I have to commentate on it. It, it was it was interesting, though, because she, she talked about a bunch of different um, like styles of carrying for women. Purse? Yeah, purse, belly bands, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, different styles of pants that have built-in holsters and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it was pretty interesting Mm -hmm. um you know here again it it is for me the more the the more interesting part was how how women approach concealed carry versus how men approach concealed carry that's Mm -hmm. always really interesting yeah uh, dynamic to to kind of witness it seems like they think a lot more than we do they think about different things. Yeah, well, that's well said. They think about different things, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're more important things than what you and I think <laughs> about. Um, there, what I took away from this little time of study that I've that I've had is that there's now an industry that is intentionally seeking out how to make concealed carry uh, more digestible for women. Mm-hmm. I think. And I could be wrong on this, but she kind of alluded to that in the indirectly in the video last mm-hmm. night when she was talking about different purses that have concealed carry options in them. Mm-hmm, right. And she kind of commented about, you know, I'm kind of a purse snob and everything. And yeah. I, I think the industry as far as like women and concealed carry or everyday carry or whatever has looked a lot like, and I didn't even really think about this until I started thinking more about this in terms of my wife. Mm-hmm. I think that the the industry has been a lot of this is what men design for women <laughs> to use. Well, right. And, and the right. design intent, you know, I'm thinking about this as an engineer, mm-hmm. has been function over form. Yeah. And that's not right. the way uh, a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. like to approach it. Um, that's why it's uh, what summer concealed carry outfits. Right. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so I. <laughs> I'm encouraged by the fact that there's a lot more channels and information out there uh, for, you know, for women in concealed carry. Right. Um, I'm going to have to check some of these out, too. Well, there's more channels and more information. Therefore, there's more of an industry that is, is making it uh, available. Right. right. More jobs, more uh, more women getting into concealed carry and to the, the gun sports. And um, uh, it's, it's a positive thing. Now, last night we talked about how this is appropriate for men to to uh to educate themselves on because you said it josh you think about it in terms of your wife if she ever decided to she wants to conceal carry it won't be such a barrier for her mm-hmm. you know it, there's something there that uh that that she can um look at and get some ideas um and, and same thing with my wife she, she probably never carried she's not interested in carrying a gun but if she was there's a possible there's some possibilities there for her to to consider and um we could help we could steer them in the right direction 
not help, not do it, just whatever it is a man's supposed to do to <laughs> empower their wives. That's what we would do. <laughs> That's exactly what we no comment. <laughs> okay. See, this is what we do. This is what we get for talking about guns. <laughs> All right, Josh, those are the three or the six. There's a fine line between being helpful and informative and being in trouble. Whenever you find that line, <laughs> man, we are going to make a study block a study block out of that in Gun Club. Um, well, you know what? It's a valid it's a valid conversation. I truly and strongly think that a husband and wife or a boyfriend girlfriend um, they need to have a special relationship in order to be able for one to teach the other something like uh, gun skills or even tennis or golf or anything mm -hmm. like that I, I think there's a reason that most most professionals say don't let your spouse is not the is the actually the worst person to teach you to do anything else right. <laughs> you know um, <clears throat> I've seen it on the range you know what I mean I mean yep. it it's uh, like clockwork it can happen um, but it's, I think it's an exception so knowing that uh, I think is a, is a is a good good way to start and then uh, I, I would rather you teach my wife than me teach her not because i wouldn't enjoy it but because i think it'd be more productive josh mm -hmm. don't you think so i mean i know it would donna knows that it would and um knowing that is um, better than not knowing it and try to push through <laughs> we've tried that before don't work <laughs> it don't work all right so josh what's on your mind today sir well when I don't know, it, this is a this is, this is kind of an interesting topic. Um, the uh, concealed carry when you have uh, you know comparing men versus women and their approach to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been married eighteen eighteen yeah over eighteen years now. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> um, love my wife, love my daughter, all this stuff, but. Sure. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that never ceases to kind of like insert a little bit of humor into my brain mm -hmm. is seeing that the, the difference in, in how we approach things. Right. Um, while you were scrolling through those videos, um, it, it, it was funny because it's so different then when you scroll through like the alpha male videos or, or things like that, because it's like a concealed carry style guide and not just style guide, but style guide for spring, for summer, for right. fall, you know, uh, there was one on there for like Nordstrom sale. I have no idea how that relates to concealed carry, but that was part of the video. You know? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. It probably was one of the most uh, watched videos if it had Nordstrom's on it. I would right. <laughs> and it's just so funny because, like, for me, it's it's like, okay, what is the most durable, rugged thing I can get <laughs> that will allow me to carry conceal as comfortably as possible? Right. You know, when I when I got my uh, yeah, I ordered a, a new uh, belt that was, you know, specifically designed for concealed carry. Yes. Really thick buffalo hide belt and everything. Thing is as stiff as you could you could possibly expect a belt to be. Yep, right. And uh, I showed it to my wife, and you know, when you hold it out, it almost goes, you know, it almost supports itself like a yeah, <laughs> like sure. a two by four, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife just looked at that. She's like. How in the world can you even wear that? <laughs> like it seems so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know. I've been wearing a belt forever. I'm used to it. You know, I have a permanent yep. indentation where a belt goes. <laughs> Transition from my legs to my back. That's right. <laughs> uh, and oh, you know, so it probably funny. doesn't match my shoes or whatever, but <clears throat> it'll hold a gun. It'll hold a gun. <laughs> You gotta have a you gotta have a good belt to hold a gun. That's for sure. Yep. That's so funny. <coughs> yeah. And Josh, you're right. It's it, it's a total. I mean, 
just FYI, <clears throat> Josh has alluded to it, we're, we have two 31-inch monitors in front of us, and one of them is is uh, oriented towards Josh, and one of them is towards me. But we can both see both monitors. So I'm I'm I've got the we both have mice, two mice, also. Oh yes. Um, but uh, I'm manipulating it, and you can you look at the woman's the sheet the style me tactical. <clears throat> and just the interface, pink, white, it's all bright. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nice, eye-catchy, <clears throat> and Warrior Poet Society. It's eye-catchy, but it's got explosions, yep. <laughs> guns. It's just, it's just totally, it's totally different. And I, for one, applaud the difference in men and women. I. I, I I like that God made us different. Um, oh yeah, I enjoy the female. You know that's uh, something that's really interesting about all this too, especially because of all the politics that are going around about this issue today about gender and gender mm. equality and all this mm. stuff. Uh, Christian beliefs are often looked at as archaic, and you know this, you know we're compared to like the Handmaid's Tale <laughs> and you know, all these old world style beliefs mm-hmm. where. Women are kind of, um, you know, pushed down and they're overlooked and they're not respected and everything. And that is entirely opposite of what the Bible actually teaches. And, uh, you know, there seems to be this push today um, for equality, but a a different kind of equality, an equality that that makes men and women the same thing. Right. Instead of looking, I mean... When when you look at the political aspect of it, and everyone claims that there's no difference, that everything is equal, and all this stuff, but yet, but yet you look at marketing trends. Marketing trends tend to follow and uh, and highlight the differences, just like you you mm-hmm. mentioned in like the the layout of the the women's channel versus the men's channel. Men's channel has explosions and you know mm-hmm. bold colors and all this right. stuff, and the women's is soft and you know very inviting. And all that. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that you know in terms of value or use or importance, whatever, um, that that there is still an equality there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that our interests or our natural. Um, you know, predispositions and, and, and things like that, or even the, the chemical processes in our brains are, are different. Right. Um, I heard a, a preacher a long time ago use this example. Um, he's, he, he brought two watches and he says, you know, I have this one watch. It's a dress watch. It's, you know, really nice. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's what I wear when I have a suit on and I'm at mm-hmm. formal events and stuff like that. And he says, now I have this other watch. It's Velcro strap. It's rugged. It's scratched up. It's beat up. But you know, it it's digital. It has stopwatch. Has all the other things. So these were about the same price. They're, they're equal in value, but they just have different purpose. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I always liked that analogy because that's really kind of mm-hmm. how it is. Right. Um, equal in value, but different in purpose. And when you look when you look at <clears throat> the Old Testament and the New Testament, whenever. Uh, there's there's a, a woman in uh, in the narrative, highly respected and right. and everything. I mean, uh, God made sure to highlight women in the genealogy of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of them above even the role that the uh, you know certain men played in the genealogy of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's. Just a really interesting kind of comparison between how the secular world views gender and right. how the Bible views gender. Right. In all fairness, some humans have gotten that wrong too. Mm-hmm. Some people that that are self-identified as uh, Bible-believing Christian males have gotten it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think more commonly than than we think. So different. Not the same, but mm-hmm. different. I, I I think of it this way, as far as the difference in the way God created us different and how um, we as humans are skewing that. If we want to talk about basic science and and um, just the way we're 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 
we're physically made. And if you don't agree how we're made, that's okay. We're still, you got to agree that we're made a certain way. Seems like the men, a man and a woman were (laughs) made to be together more than a man and a man or a woman and a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. With no judgment, with nothing but physical evidence, it's not. It's not much more complicated than that, Josh. Right? I mean, if we if we want to talk about you know uh, evolution and um, the way things uh, are, seems like that's a that's an easy step to make. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, the confusion really comes into play when you start to mix science with politics. Or mm. when you start to look to science for, for your morals. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Scientism. Scientism. Right? Mm-hmm. And, mm. you know, th- there's this big argument right now. There's the gender with which you can identify, yeah. and then there's the biological sex that your DNA um, uh, uh, follows. Right. right. That, XY chromosome, XX chromosome, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And so they say, yes, sex by itself. Sure, male and female. There's some abnormalities here and there. Mm -hmm. Gender, that's more of a mental state. Oh, I see. And uh, so regardless of what my DNA says, um, I would like to identify Mm -hmm. as such and such. Okay. But what's interesting is that the identification is often described in terms of the sex. Um, You know, because we want to get rid of traditional gender roles, but we're still going to define these new gender roles from the perspective of these traditional Mm -hmm. ones, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people are mistaking for personality uh, or or Mm -hmm. mistaking for, you know, the gender they identify as, a lot of it, I think, is just personality types. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you look at, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't really into sports. I wasn't into, you know, I was always kind of a nerdy kid, right? Say it it isn't so, Josh. And, you know, while my friends were going around like playing baseball and football Mm -hmm. and doing all this other stuff, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so if you you were to look at me as a kid, you might say, well, maybe he doesn't identify as the same type of male that all these other kids are out doing sports and outside playing the mud and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some of that too. Mm -hmm. Sure. But, um, in reality, it was just my personality type. I love tinkering with things, you Mm -hmm. know, in, in, Mm -hmm. in the kitchen and, um, taking things apart. And I liked experimenting with cooking and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. a personality. It wasn't a gender. And Mm -hmm. I think we've confused a lot of that. And by confusing that we've made, this political issue so much more complicated mm. and emotional. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a good, that's good insight. You know, I, my, um, my father said something to me, uh, one time in passing that I think embodies what, what you're, what you're talking about. I was talking to him about, um, uh, talking to him and my mother about, uh, how I grew up with three, Two brothers, three boys. Um, my my father's wife was there too. Mm-hmm. My mother. <laughs> sorry. My, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, forgot about that already. Thanks. <laughs> um, my, my my mother and my father. Traditional family. You know. Well, it used to be traditional family. I guess now it's it's not. But uh, I wondered how did I turn out so differently. My middle brother Jimmy literally built his house he did everything except for the electricity mm-hmm. now that was, he doesn't live there anymore but he built a daggone house man right you know he drove the trucks up there he took the stuff he nailed the <laughs> you know he built the house and he lived in it um and my my older brother philip he can take something apart and put it together take it apart again and when he puts it together it's better than it was to begin with mm-hmm. it's 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 faster you know what i mean or it's softer or it's whatever it was intended to be it's better than it was when it began right uh, and he continues to do that that type of thing dude i couldn't tell you how to change the oil in my car i could figure it out but it would take me all day to do it how did that happen 
Mm-hmm. You know, was I paying? Was I not paying attention? <clears throat> where, where, where was I when all these things were were being um, when they were learning all these things? What was happening? And my father said, "Well, Destry, you're just as much as a man as they are. You're just a different kind of man." Mm-hmm. And that was it. It was just that it wasn't that wasn't a discussion. It was just what he said, right. and it just never left my mind. I thought, "Wow, that is." Ver- you know what I can do? I can live with that. It's like Jacob and Esau, right? Esau was the one that was always out hunting in mm-hmm. the fields. Jacob said he was more of a softer personality. Mm-hmm. He was always in the house with his mom, you know, doing all that stuff. They're both men. They're just different kind of men. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And I, I never, I guess, being in that uh, in that scenario, I just never saw it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always just sort of, what's, not, what's wrong with me? I never thought anything was wrong with me. But why am I so different? Mm-hmm. And some of the things my mother has told me about me whenever I was young, young as in three and four, um, have firmed those thoughts up with me. So I, was, I was just more of a sensitive, not more sensitive than my brothers. Mm-hmm. I was just more sensitive than most three-year-olds or most four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I had never, I've never struggled with that but it was nice to 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 hear it from my father and hear from stories from my mother that firmed up the reason that I am the way I I, I am you know mm-hmm. I, I love tinkering with stuff but I can't I can take it apart I can't put stuff together she got into politics <laughs> I can take things apart can't put them back together <laughs> that's right oh my gosh that's right well it's it, it, it's interesting there's all I love women you know, to be, but what you're—I just want to make that straight, that clear. What you're saying exactly uh, today, today, if a if a boy would grow up with the tendencies that I had, and perhaps the tendency that you have not had, not liking the sports and all that, who knows what would you know? How? And it's ironic too because uh, in our in our effort to get rid of those old kind of gender roles, someone who might not be interested in what traditionally is thought of as male would be told that he identifies as something else. So it's, it's interesting how we still try to define these alternate gender roles Mm -hmm. with respect to the traditional gender roles. With respect to the traditional gender roles. You know, in our effort to get rid of them, we've strengthened them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Right, it, it, you know, if I'm if I'm looking at this here again, bringing it bringing it back around to, you know, what the Bible says, mm-hmm. we're all individuals. God gives us all a unique personality. Um, he does so within a well defined boundary, mm-hmm. and you know there are boundaries that God set up. One of which is, um, you know, the uh, the lifestyles that we see, right. Um, whether you want to call them alternative lifestyles, which is a kind of an old term, mm-hmm. but um, or, or whatever, you know, God created us as individuals with our own personalities. He He did so within a within a basic framework, and I think one of the ways we fail as as Christians who are who are trying to win people to Christ and and trying to uh, to be the light and share the gospel with people. Mm-hmm is that we've kind of fallen into a similar trap in that if someone doesn't act the way we particularly want mm-hmm. them to, we feel that they need to be changed mm-hmm. in, you know, they need to change into something like, for instance, I couldn't care less about college football, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like everybody else in the church is, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, in a conversation about college football, I have no idea what they're talking about. You know, it might seem like, dude, why man up, get get into football. You yeah, know, yeah, <laughs> right, sure. You know, mm-hmm, and that's that's a, a really weak comparison. But um, you know, I, I think when we look at the world, we look at the world, and uh, through the lens we feel the world should be viewed through, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily coinciding with the lens of scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yes, there are things that God God points out specifically as right and wrong. Yeah. Uh, there are examples in the Bible where people did right and wrong, and right. And, and things like that. But mm-hmm. you know, as far as our approach to that, our first goal is to show people the gospel, to yeah. show people God, yeah. and and do so through our words and through our actions and and through our um, you know relationships with others. Mm-hmm. From there on out, it's God's work. Right. Um, you know, he's, he's the one that changes them. I can't change anybody. Right, right. Do, Josh, do you think that... Um, <clears throat> do you think that we make mistakes in that area because... Um, let me rephrase that. We make mistakes in that area as believers, and that looks like judgment. Oh, definitely. It looks like judgment. I think that's one of the biggest criticisms of the church nowadays Absolutely. is that word judgment, that we come across as judgmental. Absolutely. Um, especially when we come come at it from the perspective of, you know, we're church people, we're Bible people, you're not. Yeah. You know, and we don't realize all have sinned. Yes, <laughs> come right. Come the glory of God. Right. And, you know, and even from God's perspective, it says he's not willing that any should perish, but mm-hmm. that all should come to repentance. Mm-hmm. There's nobody is righteous in their own, uh, you know, on their own. We all need Jesus, and just because we might be able to point to a more obvious sin that someone else is in, mm-hmm. doesn't negate the fact that God has, you know, uh, that that we have sin in our lives that God needs to work with too. Right. Uh, one of the things that really makes the church looks like look like hypocrites is the fact that we'll look down on people who are in a homosexual relationship, mm-hmm. but then within the church, the divorce rate is uh, is nearing the same divorce rate as what's in the secular world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you have all of that stuff in there. And, right. and I'm not trying to build a case for, um, uh, you know, the type of Christianity that's all about making yourself look good and, and you know, mm-hmm. working your way to heaven or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, realizing that we are all flawed people. We all have sin. And, and God is really the only answer to that for all of us. How can we change our approach? How can we, as individuals, if you're talking to one person um, and you're, you're mentoring them and you want that person to present themselves or whatever it is they have to do in order to, uh, for, a, for a non-believer or a seeker, um, to say to themselves, you're different than a lot of the Christians that I don't feel judged by you. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're still letting them know who Christ is. You're, you're still speaking the truth. How can we do that and have that perceived as non-judgmental but, but more informative and loving? I think it, it ultimately comes down to your relationship with with the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I notice a lot is when we're faced with an issue, we tend to go to our concordance and look up look up a word and mm-hmm. see if there's a verse that says something about that issue. Okay. And we pick out that verse as, look, the Bible says this, here's a verse that says exactly what I want it to say about this issue. Okay. And instead, the Bible wasn't written that way because the you know the the numbers that delineate verses and chapters and stuff don't exist in 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 the Bible. That's what we put in there. The humans put those in there <laughs> right, for to, our to convenience. make it easier to to search and, and right. catalog and everything. Sure. But when you actually read and study the Bible as it was intended to be read and understood, it it's it's a narrative of how man has fallen throughout history. And how God has uh, has reached down and has uh, constantly picked man up, and uh, you know that relationship was severed because of sin. That relationship between us and God, and the entire history uh, through the Old Testament <clears throat> is God uh, restoring that relationship with us uh, because He loved us. Mm-hmm. And in the New Testament, you know it it shows the culmination of everything that happened in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And it starts, you know, with the, with the, uh, the early church and, and from there on out. And we come across a lot as judgmental when we approach issues 
like I said, um, let me find a verse that says you're wrong and I'm right. Mm-hmm. Instead of let me let me search the scriptures and find out more about the character of God. Because if we know more about the character of God, that's going to show that that's going to give us so much more, um, I guess, realism or uh, make us a, a whole lot more relevant mm-hmm. to the people around us. If if we're more in touch with the character of God than we are in the talking points we feel we need to combat mm-hmm. people with. I really like that, Josh, the character of God. So if, if, first of all, to learn the character of God requires the same thing as learning the character of any person. You spend time around that person mm-hmm. and you have history with that person and you, you, you witness and learn how they react and what they say in certain situations, how they get through um, conflict, right. how they communicate with somebody, what they might do in a certain situation mm-hmm. uh you know if, if so-and-so was here what would what would what, what what do we think what does history show that person may do um and, and really if you do that i mean you have to build knowledge about god in order to know his character but you wouldn't have to spit out those judgmental sounding things mm-hmm. simply put the life and death issue I don't have to know much about God to know that it would be inconsistent to think that he is okay with the the direction that we're heading. Right. That well, that would be that would be totally opposite of his character as I know it. Mm-hmm. Right? And saying that I think it would be difficult for somebody to be offended by that if you're worried about offending people and mm-hmm. and you should be if you're trying to win them to Christ. You don't want to offend people whenever you're trying to bring them to Christ. Um, but saying something like that doesn't that, that doesn't fit the character of of the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Perhaps that's yeah. a that's a conversation starter or continuer or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you're saying we should read the Bible? <laughs> Study. <laughs> Study. I used to tell people, like, the Bible. It, it's good to read the Bible through in a year, but don't let that be your end goal. Read it through in a year so you can say you read it through in a year, but then go back through and just however long it takes, start Genesis, start reading when something right. piques your interest, study it. How about it? And pick it up again and keep going and keep going. Right on. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, our goal is let's do the three chapters we need to today and move on. Right. Instead of let's stop. Or the Holy Spirit is telling mm-hmm, us to, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. look look more into an issue. And it's, it's like that. I don't, I don't know. When I was a kid, there's this uh, song we used to sing. You know, he's still working on me right. to make me what I ought to be. There's a verse that says, "On the mirror of His Word, reflections that I see makes me wonder why He never gave up on me." Mm-hmm, you know, and that's mm. that's a tremendous perspective to have. The yeah. mirror of His Word. That's really, you know, if if we're wanting to change the world, we need to change ourselves first. Man, well. Well said. I'd like to end on that, but I have some more stuff to say. <laughs> what you just said is 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 the approach that I feel God is is leading me to do with the life that He has me in right now, mm-hmm. the Gun Club and in Pure Friendship Ministries. Doesn't influence a lot of people, but it's but it's an influence that is a consistent influence. So instead of going to one huge seminar once a year, you go to a couple of cla- a couple. You go to however many you know a week once a week for a year. That's a that's a significant influence on somebody or mm-hmm. a group of people. So if we, Josh, you and I and our classmates and students and the leadership here, if we continue to do that on a on a regular basis, that's a that's a strong influence. Yep. You know, on the society, on the individuals, and, and and I think you'll agree with me. The people that we have in Gun Club right now are they're strong people. They're mm-hmm. they're and they want to be there. We have a consistent group of ten, maybe fifteen that that, that come, and I just love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. We we said it before. I think I think of that 
like of our class as more of a small group than a, than just a class that meets on Wednesday night. Right. You know, uh, it helps that we go out to the the range almost every Saturday. You know, and in clumps of months we'll go out every Saturday and we'll miss a month, but um, to go out there and uh, we've said this before, Josh, you and I've gone out there. We got there at eight a.m. About eleven, we could take our first shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> because we're talking, you know, we're talking, we're we're yeah. bonding, we're you know, iron sharpening iron, kind of a thing. Yep. Um, and that is that's everybody knows feels that that's that's more valuable than anything else. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say before you go? I gotta get going. Okay, buddy. Thank you, Josh. Yep. I appreciate you very much as always, buddy. You knocked it out of the park yesterday and today. Thank you. <laughs> Same time next week. Same time next week. Same gun club channel. Yes, sir. Same time. Yes, sir. <laughs>